Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of That Pirates Podcast, to be named later. I am Noah Hiles. He is... Alex Stone. And Alex, another day, another topic, and maybe another team playing in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I think we should open up the show today to talk about the ongoing developments of the possibility of PNC Park playing home to two Major League Baseball teams, one of them being our neighbors north of the border, the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, give me your initial thoughts on this. You're an opinionated guy. What do you think? Well, I mean, come on. The Blue Jays took Russell Martin. They took Francisco Liriano. They took Reese McGuire, Harold Ramirez, and now they're taking PNC Park away from the Pirates. When did it stop? Jay when did the Blue Jays – Jay Happ, yeah, that's true. It, when, when does it stop? Um no, but seriously, they are in a, they're between a rock and a hard place right now uh, since Canada just kicked them out. It's like, we let you practice here, but we're not going to let, you know, teams come in and out over the course of the season. That makes it a whole lot more difficult for them. I, I understand why they don't want to play in Dunedin, uh, Florida, which is quite literally if, like, Bethel Park had, you know, a baseball stadium in the middle of it, it's like, yeah, that's where we'll just play the whole season. I don't blame them for that. I don't know enough about Buffalo. Apparently there are like concerns about the lights there. If it can't be well lit enough, but it's well lit enough for a triple A game. I don't know. I'm not going to get into it. I get the appeal of why you want major league, a major league team to play in a major league stadium this year. And there aren't really any of those, you know, floating around at all. If you, if you really, really wanted to stretch it maybe you could be like oh we'll go to go to olympic park but that's in montreal too so that that's not a solution <laughs> yeah i i will first i'll start off by saying the blue jays facility in dunedin is just atrocious i mean it, have you been to a game there yeah yeah, it's yeah i covered just, a couple yeah it's i remember my senior year of college we went on uh, spring break trip six days we went to six different facilities and Dunedin we would like get like the brochures or whatever when you came in like what are the cool things about this park and they're like Dunedin's was literally you can watch baseball here like that was it <laughs> like you're you're close to the game and we're like well none of these stadiums seat more than a couple thousand people so every seat is close you know no one's Where's your sense of adventure Noah <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I mean, they had a bar there. So like, I was fine. You know, like I, they, but, like even the bar, the bar was nowhere near, it was behind home plate and there was no windows. So like, there was no watching the game. Like we just went, it was just like, there was, it might as well have been outside the stadium. We had no, you would not have known you were inside a baseball stadium at this bar. If, if, you know, if you, if you just appeared there to start your day, but as far as the Blue Jays go, I'm, I'm conflicted. Uh, I would love to see, you know, PNC Park get used. I think it's the best stadium in baseball or one of them. And, yeah, why not? Why not? I, I would love to see guys get some playing time there. Like, I would love to watch Vlad Jr. just paint those left field bleachers with home runs over this short season and, and see the, I mean, the blue Jays are a fun young team that I think are going to be interesting in general. Um, I don't think it'll necessarily help the Pittsburgh economy just because, you know, no fans are going to be coming in to watch them play or anything. Yeah. And the players aren't going to be going out. 
but I'm sure it's going to help Pittsburgh in some way. Maybe a whole bunch of Canadians will watch the Pirates, or excuse me, the Blue Jays play at PNC Park. And if they didn't know beforehand, they'll now recognize how great of an area Pittsburgh is. And they'll just say, well, hey, A, we'll go down uh, north of the border or south of the border and uh, pay our our Yenzer friends a visit or something. And maybe it'll help Pittsburgh in the long term. I don't know. I'm fine with it as long as it can be done safely uh, is my is my whole thing where I think the whole point of a pandemic is limiting foot traffic in as many areas as possible. And when you're having two teams play in one stadium, you're bringing in an entire new division of competition. You're bringing in 10 nif- 10 extra teams now that weren't supposed to be at PNC Park this year. And that might potentially caused more of a spread of COVID in Pittsburgh. And I'm not a doctor. I don't know, or I'm not an expert on COVID-19 or anything, but just speaking logistics, that's, that's 10 more teams traveling in and out of Pittsburgh that you have to worry about. And that could cause more health problems. I mean, to be blunt, it, like you said, it almost doubles the chances because mm-hmm. you're going to have twice as many teams go through twice as many times. There are going to be players in there. Parts have been really thorough in making sure that they follow all the protocols going through with that and I'm the Blue Jays would have to do the same for whenever they're in town too but even if you follow all the protocols and it's you know a point whatever percent chance that you know someone could still contract it it's still that point something percent chance so it's yeah it's different I I don't buy Travis Williams whenever he says that you know it's gonna be great for the Pittsburgh economy you know, right off the bat, it's like, no, no, you're just running. Nobody's going to get an apartment in Pittsburgh for two months or however long the season is going to end up being. It's going to be, you're going to fill some hotel rooms, a couple restaurants, maybe, you know, have a little more business, but it's, it's going to be a minor economic boost, I imagine. And, uh, but I do believe that the Blue Jays are one of, a few teams that every single one of their games this year was going to be broadcast in Korea. So that's a nice way for PNC Park to get some street cred out there. Is that because of uh, the pitcher they signed? I believe so, yeah. The guy from the Dodgers? I don't want to mispronounce his name and sound ignorant. Ryu. Yeah, Ryu. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you did that. I, if you notice this over – Someone if, didn't play Street Fighter. Well, no. I just – I've been away from baseball for a little bit now, and I just – I would rather be air on the side of caution. I think, like, mispronouncing right, right. people's names is – in radio, that's, like, the biggest no-no possible. So, yeah, you'll see me. Like, I always – if I shy away from saying someone's name, it's I'm 95% sure it's correct. I just don't want to be incorrect and sound like a jerk. So, that's the reasoning behind that. Um, so we have our opinions on this and Pirates manager Derek Shelton also sounded off on this yesterday after, did I get that name right? Yes, yes you did. He gave me a look like I got his name wrong. I was like, geez, oh man, come on now. You're attacking my insecurities. Anyway, Pirates manager Derek Shelton si- uh, also spoke about this yesterday after the, or on Monday, excuse me, Monday evening um, after the scrimmage against the Cleveland Indians, let's tune in and hear what he had to say about sharing the ballpark in 2020. Well, we don't play them, right? They didn't change the schedule, so we play them. Uh, you know, I, I think if it's a situation where, you know, they need some place to play and, and we can help out, then I, then I think we should. You know, I, I do feel that major league teams should play in major league ballparks. And if it works out, 
you know, way above my pay grade that uh, they figure it out, then, then I, I think it would be, uh, I, I think it would be cool. Would there, would there be any ways that would complicate things for you guys? I haven't seen their schedule, Kevin. I mean, I'm assuming, well, number one, we don't play the East, so we wouldn't play them. And then number two, and I don't think in any way, and I don't know, have a ton of knowledge on this, how it would affect us in any way. I know it wouldn't affect us in our clubhouse or our weight room or our training room. And the fact that the fact that they would be there on the days we were off, it would really have no effect on us. The, the only you know, thing that it could affect is our rehab guys, but our rehab guys would be, be in and out early in the morning before they come in. And uh, so it would really have zero effect on us because they would not be using our part of the facilities from the, like I said, the little bit I know about it. So he's kind of like us, like a little indifferent, you know, and as long as they don't get in the pirates way, it sounds like he's cool. And I think that that's a fair stance to have. Look, yeah. I mean, we're in tough times as a nation, as a world right now, anyway, some, someone's got to step up. Why not Pittsburgh? Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the Travis Williams ism again the you know pittsburghers lean in to help people in times of need that's what we do which is a nice sentiment he won the press release with that right there um i think it's seven games that there's a conflict between what the blue jays had scheduled and the pirates have scheduled and the first one is seven uh, yeah seven overlaps it's not impossible to work out and maybe you just say tough luck you're in buffalo those games or altoona even no altoona is going to be the training site the entire time that's part they're not going to share that okay that's off the table well hey play them down at a console and um or wild things park whatever it's called in washington wild things are playing yeah i knew they're doing that i think the wild things would make room for the toronto blue jays against the new york yankees if need be alex I think that they would accommodate to have Aaron Judge and and Vlad Jr. come to town. I, I it's the wild things, man. You never know. They could have some shorties, <laughs> hot dogs. You ever been in Washington County? Oh yeah. 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 All right, but anyway, that's the end of that conversation. <laughs> that's the end of that. <laughs> yes, I have been in Washington County. I was born and raised there. I wasn't born there, but I was raised there. It's um, it's definitely a place on the map in Pennsylvania. But, yeah, I, I'd like to, to kind of round everything up here. I think it would be cool. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's been a major conversation topic. I thought we could touch base on it. I personally don't see it happening still. It's, it's looking more and more likely that it will happen, though. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's, nothing is set in stone. But, I mean, by the time people listen to this uh, tomorrow or what, what is tomorrow? That'd be Wednesday. Yeah. Yes. So Wednesday or Thursday, it, it might be, you know, a done deal and they're going to play at PNC Park or maybe they're going to be somewhere else and they just couldn't pull it off. They're either going to be there or they're not going to be there. Do you think that Hot you... Hot take. <laughs> do you think that you would do uh, any assignments covering the Blue Jays at home? You know, I would definitely try to think up a couple angles, you know, do that because I'm anticipating going to most of the road trips for the parts this year, so I don't know exactly how many times i'd just be you know sitting on my hands in toronto and like or not in toronto in pittsburgh being like well i guess i'll go watch the blue jays today cover a story about that but yeah i i wouldn't mind you know watching vladdy jr in person you know write something up about that game that'd be fun yeah I mean, I, I mean it's called dk pittsburgh sports 
And technically, that's a Pittsburgh sport because they're playing in Pittsburgh. That's their home the team. Pittsburgh Blue Jays. Doesn't, a couple no, alternative like that. Uh, points of view here. One, if the Blue Jays win the World Series, do they have a parade in Pittsburgh? And do, do you fly a banner at PNC Park? <laughs> Steagles it. <laughs> and that's my second angle is Steagles. Let's go through the uh, – what would we call them? The uh, maybe the Bluebeards, the Blue, blue Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, the Blue Bucks. Okay, the Blue Bucks starting lineup: Stallings behind the plate, Bell at first base. No, uh, oh, who's their catcher? Why can I not think of Toronto's catcher, the Blue Jays catcher? That's driving me nuts. Let's pull up the roster real quick. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. Bella first base, Bo Bichette, Kevin Biggio in up the middle, Vladdy at third base. So we've, we've got one representative so far. And then Brian Reynolds in left. Uh, Reese McGuire? No, no, someone else. The good Danny catcher. Jensen? Yes, thank you. We're going with him over Stallings? They'll split time. Okay. And then, so it's, it's Bell and then the MLB alumni children. In the yes. Uh, and then in the outfield, there's Reynolds. Reynolds. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. And Richick. And, uh, Richick's not bad. That's the safe bet to Gregory Polanco in right field. Yeah. And then DH. I don't know. All right, let's move on. Vladdy, Vladdy would DH and Cabrian would play third base. Oh, okay. So we're already talking Cabrian. That's actually a good segue into uh, our infield preview, which is coming up right after a word from our sponsors. All right, Alex. So we talked about pitchers on Monday, catchers on Tuesday. Today is the infield. I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. I think this is the strongest part of the team. I mean, it's not that hard a, a sell. I mean, whenever you got the starting uh, DH at first base, uh, a Gold Glove nominee at second base, who was a pretty decent hitter, uh, Kevin Newman, a, a Rookie of the Year candidate last year, and then at third base, you've got Cabrera Hayes friend. waiting in the waiting in the rings, and your best friend Colin Moran, yes, who is on a tear, might I add, four for eight. In the fake season so far, Cleveland's, Cleveland's pitchers. Yeah, he's looked good. Infield, though, infield review. This is the deepest part of the team. It's it's going to be um, where a lot of their runs will come from in the lineup, I would imagine. And uh, it's, it's where a lot of their experience lies. We'll start at first base. Josh Bell coming off of the best year of his career, obviously. His starter in the All-Star game in 2019. Career high in home runs. Hit the ball really well. He had that amazing month of May. Cooled down a little bit at times. Had a little bit of injury problems toward the end of the season. But overall, very good year for a guy that we're going to need that again from in Pittsburgh. As we look at the 2020 season, what are, what are your things that you want to see JB improve on this year? I mean, he worked on the big one, I think, with you know trying to become a better fielder. You know, be more reliable there. And the throwing motion was a big part of it. And it just never looked natural at first base. And I'm not going to pretend that, you know, the submarine throw is, you know, the answer or that he looks like Keith Hernandez at first base now. But 
his throws have been much more on line. It, it, it looks different. He's going to turn that 3-6-3 double play at some point this year. And I'm going to write that story the day that he does it. It's going to be a good story. It's so, going to be glorious. It's going to be a good story that day. Uh, yeah, he, that's the big thing for him. And just, you know, staying healthy, knowing when to rest up, I think, is going to be key for him. Because, you know, everyone wants to be in that lineup 162 games a year. And especially with the shortened season with so much taken away, he's going to wish – he's going to want to be at that 60. But, you know, just taking those extra days, you know, the DH I think will really be beneficial to keep him uh, fresh in, in that regard. So it's going to be – that's his big thing, I think, to have a complete season because he had tears last year where he was one of the best hitters in Major League Baseball, and he can do it over a whole season. It's, you know, knowing how to pace – himself which I think comes with you know a year like he had last year learning those lessons I'll say this uh I'm encouraged by what he's done from the right side of the plate in these last two two games against the Indians both of his big hits and these uh in the scrimmage series have come from the right side of the plate the home run on Monday and then the double on Saturday both against lefties which is you know when you think of Josh Bell with the the big bat, it's normally from the left side of the plate, though he did have some pop from the right side. Um, yeah. We moved to second base now. Adam Frazier, I guess my question on – you kind of know what you're getting from Adam Frazier at this point. Does Adam Frazier finish the season in a Pirates uniform? I think so, just because I don't think this is going to be a very active trade deadline. I mean, the Pirates would really have to be out of it, and someone would really have to be like, look, let's get this done right now. I, I need a, son, a second baseman. I need a left fielder, whatever it is. You know, let's get this deal done now. I, I think it's more likely if Adam Frazier gets traded, it would be during this offseason. But, yeah, yeah, this is, you know, the platform here for him because this is either the year where he, you know, really proves himself that, you know, that gold glove nomination wasn't a fluke and he's one of the better defensive second basemen in the game. And if he can put together a more complete season, have like that 115, 120 OPS plus, that guy automatically becomes one of the better second basemen in all of baseball. If he can't, he goes back to where he was in 2017, 2016, you know, this fringe utility guy who you can bounce around, but do you really want him in the lineup every day? To the left side of the infield now, Kevin Newman got his first playing uh, time since March. On Monday, uh, probably going to be the opening day shortstop coming off of a really strong rookie year, especially at the plate. Alex, does he hold down that shortstop position the entire regular season, or do we see other guys like Eric Gonzalez, Cole Tucker getting reps at short, and maybe we see Newman moving to the right side of the infield at second base a little bit? Maybe we see Newman move around a little bit, but he's going to be – starting in the field the entire year. I mean, someone like Cole Tucker, Eric Gonzalez, they might come in, you know, to spell him at, at shortstop either late in games or, you know, just take a day off and he's at DH, whatever that situation ends up being. Uh, but he, he's gonna, he's still the shortstop until he proves that he cannot play shortstop. And was he great defensively last year? No, but he need but he proved himself. He was the rookie of the year candidate. That is his spot until someone takes it away from him. So for third base, instead of just saying Colin Moran, my question will be how long until Brian Hayes is the everyday starter at third base? 
Well, he just rejoined the practice field Monday. So it's, it's going to be a question. If he's going to need the full three weeks, like, you know, a normal training camp, you know, do that in L2, that would be mid-August for his promotion. So that seems like a, a good eyeball in it. That's about when I think we start hearing the Cabrian coming to Pittsburgh talks, you know, really pick up steam because it's going to happen this year. It's just going to happen. You know, he is the third baseman of the future, and he's major league ready, and he needs to be around the major league team and the major league coaches. He's been working on some things with his swing. He needs to be with Rick Eckstein. That's the point of his career where he is right now. How did he look in spring? He was hitting the ball hard. He was hitting the ball hard the entire time, but it was a lot of like what it what happened in Indianapolis last year, that it was on the ground until towards the end where he and Eckstein, you know, they identified a couple things. And the first swing, the way that it worked out was, you know, he had an off day and he just got to stay in Bradenton during a travel day. And he worked with Rick the entire day. Next day, he gets in the lineup. First swing, it leaves the park at like 500-foot home run. (laughs) Not 500, but, you know, it, it was launched. It was a no doubter. It's like, yeah, that was, that was encouraging to see. That is something that I'm sure parts fans want because I think people get this reputation, you know, oh, he's a good glove third baseman who, you know, can only kind of hit. I guess he doesn't hit it too hard. No, he hits it really, really hard. It's getting it in the air. That's the question for him. So when, when inevitably he gets his chance to start at third base, what, what's the plan with Colin Moran? That rhyme. Uh, is, does he become the <laughs> does he become the designated hitter? Do we does do we see him move over to first base and maybe Josh Bell gets DH wrapped? Is it a little bit of both? Will we see Moran in the outfield? We saw Moran play second base last year. Does he just become the super utility guy that he kind of was in the beginning of 2019? I think there he would get reps at DH, third base backing up Cabrian, and then first base backing up uh, Bell unless Osuna has entrenched himself as that backup first baseman, who I think Osuna's just going to bounce all over the diamond all year. So I don't think he's really going to have that luxury. So, yeah, once Cabrian comes up, it definitely does take a big chunk of Moran's guaranteed playing time out the window. Maybe the Pirates ease Hayes into it and he'll make it into a platoon where, you know, he only plays against the lefties. That's just worry about that. We're going to make this as – accommodating to you as we possibly can but once he gets up to the majors it's time for him to play he, he can't just even with expanded rosters whatever it is he can't just be around to sit on the bench like it's unless Colin Moran is having this great year and the Pirates are competing he needs to really get reps this year this is a big year in his development Alex aside from Moran slash Brian Hayes, who is the most valuable bench player in the infield this year? I would say Eric Gonzalez in general, just because I know he, he didn't exactly leave a good impression whenever he ran into Starling Marte last year, but this is a guy who really can play like three or four positions really well. Like there were, there were a couple of whispers in, in Bradenton that, you know, 
Eric Gonzalez might be the opening day third baseman, guys. Like, he's just that good at defense, you know, and he, he could take the job away from Colin Moran. Is he going to hit a lot? No. No, he isn't. Even though if you do watch his batting practices, they are kind of, you know, amazing how far he launches them. It's one of those, wow, that's Eric Gonzalez. I can see why old school scouts saw Eric Gonzalez and bang tables. He does a lot of things well. Uh, but he's going to be probably the true utility player besides Jose Osuna, even probably more so than Jose Osuna oh, because sure. we we saw Eric Gonzalez in left field last year, and that's a big left field. And he looked pretty decent for someone who's kind of learning it on the fly. He's played basically every position in the major leagues besides pitcher and catcher. So in center field? Maybe center. I don't know about center. I was going to say. Slow your roll, stump. Um <laughs> Do we see more Cole Tucker in the infield or outfield this year? Yeah, I think both. I think – No, that it was an either-or oh. question, Alex. Even, well, I, I would say probably the outfield just the way that the roster is currently constructed. And the fact that he's been getting so many reps in the outfield. And, again, that was a pretty nice catch last night. Final Monday. question about the infield. Phil Evans. Uh, is, is he going to stick around or is he someone that kind of disappears after the 30 man roster does? I think he's got a chance to stick around. I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be tough because you don't want to immediately, whenever that first batch of cuts happens, you don't want to just ditch two pitchers unless the Pirates start the season with 16 pitchers and 14 uh, position players out of that you I'm sure that 28-28 they would rather keep it as a 14-14 split or something similar to that I don't know how long Philip Evans is on this team but the swingers look good he showed that he can play around at a couple positions it's not outrageous to think like okay here's someone who could be you know a, a part of the bench all right Alex show's wrapping up it's that time pull up the comments what do we got all right we got three today. Okay. Actually, I'm going to click refresh just to make sure. Because I pulled this up a couple minutes ago. I need to About get a half. whole bunch of burner accounts for DKPittsburghSports.com. Just write like a whole bunch of Alex propaganda. Good or bad propaganda? Bad, of course. When have I ever said anything nice about you? <laughs> uh, Donnie Mason gives a, he suggests a double play and covering all the bases. I like I covering the all the bases a lot. <laughs> That's not bad. I, Who I was that? Donnie Mason. Donnie Mason. Well he's done. Got a pretty sweet. He's got the pretty sweet uh, Penguins, Steelers, Pirates logo going on. Ah, I bought a shirt like that at um, at at Coons. Are we allowed to say <laughs> that? Are they they're not a sponsor. Do we have to beep that? You might. I don't know. Okay. That's your problem. You're editing. Uh, ride the bus. <laughs> Uh, suggest, it just flat out said the Pirates pod is pretty catchy, which is what we've been rolling with for now as the, as the uh, placeholder. Say and that again. The Pirates pod, that's what we've been using as the placeholder on the site. Yeah, he said that was catchy? Yeah. Hey, I, 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 I don't hate that either, you know? He's easily satisfied. I don't mind that. And Jar has my favorite one of piggybacking with Alex and Noah. Alex, I think we're just going to make this a thing. Like, three years from now, people are still going to be suggesting names. <laughs> that, that's not the worst thing. This could be good. I like that. 
Well, that's all we got. Uh, like I said, the ante until we get to like something truly brilliant or horrible. Yeah, we're, we're for now we're still <laughs> considering names. I like covering all the or covering the bases, but for now the name recommendations are still welcome. So comment below on this show or any of our other, preferably this show. We don't we don't want to have to go back to old episodes. So com- comment below if you have any other name ideas. Get creative, get funny with it, and we'll give you a shout out on the show here. And until then, we will see you later.